Hello, this is your banana speaking. I'm Vian, and welcome back to Banana Skin, a podcast where we peel apart the good, the bad, and the yellow. So, there's a group of people within the Chinese community that the bananas don't really talk to, the chinas and lalas. Oftentimes, I find a lot of us judging them, but we don't even know who they are. So, what's our problem, ah? So in this episode, we're gonna get to know them a little bit better. As you can see, there's a lot to unpack here. I'll use a lot of Chinese terms throughout this episode, but the two terms you need to know the most are China and Lala. China is what bananas would call Chinese people who only speak Mandarin, meaning that they don't really speak English. And they only ever really hang out with Chinese people and their culture and all the media they consume is just like super Chinese. It's, I guess you can call it a noun. So people use it as an adjective as well, like, oh, the university is so China, or this outfit is so China, or this girl is so China. Lalas, on the other hand, are like the type of Chinese people you heard in our opening. Those voice clips were actually taken from some YouTube videos about lalas. They are Chinese people that are known to be really rude, crude, frequent gamblers and smokers with like brightly dyed hair, a lot of piercings, who wear tacky designer clothing. They're also known to be involved in super shady business, like illegal professions and activities. So not all chinas are lalas, but all lalas are china. If I had to give a similar example, I would say they're like the rumpits of the Malays or the rednecks of the Americans. But I'm pretty sure these are all stereotypes. Uh. At least, I think so. I've never had any China or Lala friends. And that's probably because I was a B-word growing up. B-word could mean bitch or banana. It's open to interpretation. Yeah, so I was a B-word growing up. Because I used to be really judgmental of Lala's and Chinas. I catch myself being judgmental even now. I don't really know why though, because we're all Chinese, but they feel so completely different from me. Like they were people I could never hope to understand or even be friends with. So today, I'm calling myself out for the judgmental B-word that I am. And I want to do better. And to do that, I'm going to make a China or Lala friend. My Mandarin might be complete shit, but I'm gonna try, no matter what it takes. That's what I said a month ago, and I still don't have any Gina or Lala friends. Because bananas and chinas and Lalas don't talk. Like, there's this large cultural and language barrier between us. So we end up being stuck in this 
tenth limbo where we ignore each other. I mean, we know we exist to each other, I think. But having to reach out to talk to one another kind of feels impossible. So, I got my friend to do the work for me. Introducing this episode, China, Olivia. Okay, hello. Uh, my name is Olivia. She's a friend of a friend. They went to Chinese independent high school together. And then as Gina as a person can get, she sounds really sweet. I really want to be friends with her. My friend helped me set up a conversation between the three of us, and I tried my best to understand what they were saying and join the conversation with the limited Mandarin that I had. It went okay, I think. She also did me for my shit Mandarin, so she gets A plus in my book. I got my friend, Jude, God bless his soul, to translate all my questions for me. First, he asked her if she knew what Gina meant. And this is not her real voice. We got Justine to do a translated voiceover because Olivia spoke in Mandarin. And I'm looking out for my fellow bananas out there, okay? I got you. Because Malaysia is so multicultural, a lot of us learned three languages since we were young. Mandarin, Malay, and English. Those are the basics. From primary school, well, as we grow up, we make friends with people from other races. And the word China or Orang China pops up here and there during conversations with them. I think this is a very normal thing. Before you explain the different connotation of the word, I thought it was just a common phrase. So she didn't know the word how Bananas knew the word. I then explained what China meant, at least to Bananas, and how it was used in an insulting way sometimes. So would you be insulted if someone called you China? I just think it's funny. I'm Chinese, you're Chinese. And if you if someone wants to offend me by calling me China, just because they speak better English than me, or I speak poorer English, I will just think that that is funny. Because there's no need to compare. <laughs> you can think that you are better, you're atas, but that's your perspective. From my perspective, I think that that's that it's not a crime to be poor at English. It's not something to mock. So there's nothing to get mad or upset about here. I'll just take it as a joke and, and laugh about it. But if someone calls us China for mainly speaking Mandarin and for being poor in English, um, I think it's just it just describes how people are good in different things. I'm good in Mandarin, that's a fact. So there's nothing wrong with calling me China because I am China. I was actually really surprised to see how she reacted. How China wasn't an insult to her. Probably because I only ever really knew the word as an insult. Which made me think, why was it an insult anyway? Who decided Chineseness was something insulting? I always assume that Chinas probably judge bananas the same way that bananas judge Chinas. But when I asked her what she thought about bananas, her answer was really different from what I was expecting. Okay, just like China is a descriptive phrase, I think that banana is also a descriptive phrase. If I tell someone, oh, my friend's banana, 
what I mean to say is that my friend is not that good at Mandarin, so it'd be great if you guys speak English to her. Plus, I don't think this is an adjective used with scorn, like used to look down on others, because we only call someone who's really, really good at English a banana. So I actually think it's a compliment. It depends on how you regard this phrase, really. It will be for you what you think of it. Because for me, it's not a derogatory phrase, it's actually a praise. We're all just, we're all Chinese people. It doesn't matter whether you're a Chinese person who speaks Mandarin or a Chinese person who chooses to speak English. We're all the same. Our roots are the same. The language and culture that we like may be different, as in the environment and culture we're exposed to are different. Well, so like some people could be banana because they grew up speaking English with their family, so they think that mainly speaking English is very normal. Like, every what everybody is just in dif- in contact with very different cultures. I say, and also not all bananas can't speak Mandarin. What a lot of my banana friends can understand Mandarin, and sometimes they can speak a little. It's just that they're not that fluent. So it's not particularly right or wrong, just that everybody makes different choices. So to Olivia, being China and banana simply meant being good at different things. People who just want and prefer different things. One wasn't better than the other. It wasn't even that we were different from each other, or different worlds, or even different people. It was weird because I always thought that, you know, my banana dumb was decided for me at birth. That I was always meant to feel like a lesser Chinese. But according to Olivia, it's a choice, and it's one that you make for yourself. If I really wanted to know where I lied in this grand scheme of Chineseness. It meant that I needed to try and try really hard, because I can only know where I stand if I know where others stand. And to know that, it means having to talk to them and getting to know them beyond just our title as China and Banana. So I got to know a China person, but I still don't know anything about Lala's. I asked Olivia what she thought, if she knew any Lala's or anything about them. Okay, uh, our definition of Lala's would probably be people with huge tattoos, people who smoke, drink. From my high school. Lalas are those who travel in big groups. They skip school a lot. They don't like attending classes or being bossed around by others. They get involved in fights everywhere, cause trouble, and they'll join gangs, stuff like that. Actually, it's pretty normal that we don't have a good first impression of people who are lala. You think this people is so lala? I don't really want to associate myself to him or her. It's something our parents tell us since young. You know, that person is a bad guy. Don't get close to them. Don't be friends with lalas. They are bad influences. Even our teachers tell us the same thing. 
as a result, you always have a bad perception of these people. But if you actually get to know them, you realize that there are a lot of lalas who are good people. What this meant was that lalas were a stereotype, even among China people, and that they were judged by China people too. Even though they both spoke the same language, which in my head meant that they'd probably get along better. Clearly, I was wrong. Either way, Olivia still knows them better than I do. A lot of my Lala friends, they are not exactly who they seem to be. Often, they've been through a lot of things that we haven't. Sometimes, problems at home cause them to turn out like this. I don't mean like this in a bad or good way specifically, but just who they are currently. One of my friends faced some issues at home that made them feel really unhappy. But with their Lala friends, they feel a lot better and they feel happy. That's why they mingle in those groups. We think that they are just being rebellious and they are misbehaving. What in fact, the reason is that they are struggling to find kindness and happiness in their family, in their life. But with this group of friends, they find those and they feel free, like they can be themselves. So it comes back to how everybody makes different choices and you can't judge whether those decisions are good or bad or whether it conforms. In a sense, we could say that they're looking for companionship or a band of brothers, a group of friends where they belong. Nothing right or wrong with that. It's just that our experiences, environment, stories lead us into the different choices and group of friends that we have. So I couldn't really get to know Lala through Olivia. But that's okay. Because turns out, I know someone that knows them pretty well. So I wouldn't consider myself very Chinese because like everything I was a kid, I was told that I, I was like a banana lad because my Chinese was never that good. Okay, it, it's not that good in the sense that I can speak and listen, but I can't really read and write. And some of the more advanced words and idioms might not be, might be quite foreign to me. But like the language I speak the most is of course English and I am very comfortable with English, but uh, after joining university, I felt like after interacting with more and more Chinese people, I felt more comfortable speaking Chinese as well. This is Kelvin, my good friend from high school. He's a funny guy. His skin looks like steamed chicken, and every time he comes over, my mom tells me that he's so handsome. He's a self-proclaimed banana who speaks Mandarin. I don't really know how that works. I'm as confused as you are. He studies engineering at MMU Malacca, and if you remember how China can be an adjective, engineering there is very China, which meant that he really struggled there as a quote-unquote banana. I asked him how he got to know the people there. Uh, at first, I was like a fish out of water like that. Mm. I couldn't really um, assimilate into that uh, community. But then after a while, of course, like people get used to it. Like you, of course, make friends. At first, one of my best friends right now, he is, I would consider very China and quite lala. But at first, I would think that I will never ever be that close to this kind of person because our personalities are so different, so conflicting. Our 
some of our mindsets are different. But in the end, our values are quite similar. So for the first year I was there, I didn't really interact that much with him. We were okay friends. But then in the end, uh, because we started studying together and more and more, and I could tell that he uh, really valued like true friendships. So in the end, we really became like quite good friends. He's going to be my undercover banana. And he has a better definition of the stereotypical Lala. Lala is a more extreme form of China. Lala is like, you know, when you see in the movies where, uh, if you've seen DC, it's like those are being, those are very Lala. Those very, um, someone who always drinks, always gambles, um, always swears, likes to go to like those, is KTV, and then like do drugs. And then like, they like to go Thailand and meet girls. And, uh, a lot of others are like your hairstyles, your the the things you wear, the things they buy, like such as like they like to buy Calvin Klein or like these branded things. But it's like very, it's not a fashion sense that would be similar to ours. Ours being banana. Ours being banana. Yeah. Abang is a name, by the way, a name people use to mean Lala. It's a stereotypical Chinese name adopted to refer to male lalas. It's like calling a Malay guy Ali or calling a white boy Chad. Last year, Kelvin gave me an Abang starter pack for Christmas. As a joke, it contained a vape, a gold chain, poker cards and dice for gambling, a clear bead bracelet and a shot glass. So clearly, he knows what he's talking about. And no, we're not making lala sound really great right now. Or maybe that's just my bananas talking. Because Lala has always been an insult to me. And apparently they think so too. I would say it is an insult. Because obviously when you call someone China and Lala, it brings like, it is quite a derogatory term. Like, just like what you said earlier, when we say, like, I call you a banana. In a way, I'm saying... It has the meaning of, oh, you don't know Chinese. Also brings the meaning that, oh, you're Chinese but you don't know Chinese kind of thing. Like, in a way, it's a small kind of insult. But for me, banana to me, when people call it me, but I don't really get offended. I don't really care. But sometimes, like, if it's China and Lala, the meaning that is... It brings more of a bad meaning compared to banana. Because it brings more stereotypes compared to being a banana. Banana, let's say, oh, I don't know Chinese. That isn't such an offensive thing but I say you're an abing you're a lala zai you're a china what comes with it is I say you like to uh, party a lot you like to drink you like to do all the illegal stuff so sometimes it obviously comes off as an insult like in even my friends think it's an insult like oh I call you abing they even use abing as an insult because they think oh that is like those really lala people or those people who do all these kind of things. So it to them, I think it is an insult. And it's much more serious than calling someone banana. I should probably stop calling them nanas then. I don't really want to offend anyone. But I still gotta call them lala so you know who I'm talking about. So I'm so sorry to anyone in advance. That get offended. I'll stop saying Lala after this episode. Pinky promise. Not gonna lie though, 
I have no idea how Calvin is friends with both me and uh, um, Lala's. Because we sound so different. And I wanted to know what he thought the biggest difference between us was. And for him, he said it was the way that we value relationships. He talks about being hang ties, which means brother in Cantonese. Chinese boys and men usually call their close male friends this. And when you're hang tie, that means your bros to death do you apart. I feel like they very they value relationships a lot and they are willing to do a lot more than a lot more for you if you're really someone close to them or dear to them. When they just say hang tie or oh, you're my brother, uh it's not just like like just saying it for the sake of saying it. But when let's say if you're friends with like some of the more English speaking people, I could feel that we are really close friends, but you there is a certain extent of how much you will help me. So I'll give you guys an example. So there was this one time where we uh, got into a fight with, and this is quite common in the China Lala Lala scene. So um, one of the things is, apparently one of the person that fought with us lost his gold chain. So he blamed it on us, and the way to solve it was he wanted us to repay the money so in the end he said the total was about 1800 so it was three of us so me my friend who fought and then another guy so we were just stopping each other lah. but then in the end we had to pay in the end one of my friend had to pay but since we were really close i mean i know he wouldn't hesitate to help me at all um if i ever met like any problems so i didn't hesitate to help me myself lah. so in the end we just split the money i just straight away paid 600 uh, to him to just help pay it off but I feel like if it was with other types of friends let's say more English educated people there is a certain limit to where they will help you they always think that I can be really close friends with you but sometimes if I feel like something is over the line I can just reject you I won't just push myself that much to help you he's right I wouldn't but maybe I'm just not hang tight material. I do feel like he's generalizing bananas though. So this calls for a social experiment. I'm gonna ask my banana friends, Adrian and Solomon. You've met Solomon episode 1, but Adrian's a new addition. And he's just as banana as me. Or possibly more. Adrian and I have been friends for 12 years. And if I had a hang tie, he will be my hang tie. I asked them if they would ever help me pay for someone else's gold chain if um, the fighty, the person I was fighting with, ever lost it in a fight with me. I can't imagine you getting in a fight with someone. That was That's going not to be so the funny. point. The point is <laughs> that I did, okay? Like, imagine Sien's, like, small hands, like... Top. Okay. Point is, I thought, oh, would okay. you help me pay back the gold necklace? Like, let's say I have no choice. I, I try and look for a necklace, it's not there already. I will give you a loan, but there will be interest. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. okay. I mean, it's... like, you got in a fight, right? Yeah. Mm. So, any day, it's not my responsibility to pay for you, unless if you're in a situation financially, right? And that's mm-hmm. why I mentioned the loan thing. Because at the end of the day, if you really die, die, have to pay back, that's still your responsibility, not mine. 
But you will sure. charge me fight. interest. Okay, I will gonna. But if you guys get interest, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for me it depends on the situation. If your fight was like super stupid, then it's just like okay. But if like that bitch was like coming up on you and then die die police come, then the police say like, yo, you gotta pay that shit back. Like I I'll split it with you lah. Like I wouldn't mind. Not loan that you would pay for. You would split the cash. I think like. <laughs> I think yeah. I honestly I don't mind if I'm financially I'm okay. Like one k isn't an issue for me. Then yeah, but if like let's just say like, uh, you know, I'm like I like I need to make some I need to pay some bills like next month and then it's so, like yeah like obviously I will want my money back. Like I don't think I need to tell you that or so. It's a type right. of thing where like I think you yourself would want to be like, yo, I gotta pay Saul back and shit. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Kelvin was right. There is some truth about the stereotypes in the movies, in the rumors, and the jokes that we make. But that's not all there is to them. Kelvin said that he felt the same way too when he got to know them. I would say, since I stay in PJ, and I could, I didn't really get the chance to interact with these kind of people, um, growing up. So I got this like, oh, you know, from these Facebook videos where you see. Like let's say KL, where these gangsters kind of fight, or these lazais, or you see, or these kapong gangster, or these gangsters kind of thing. So those are the ones that stick in your mind. So you kind of have that preconceived notion of, oh, this is kind of what they are like. To be honest, I've met a lot of them that are like that. But then, uh, my friends personally. They are also like that. <laughs> they are also like that. But there is a limit to where they would go compared to the videos or those things, those very extreme, extreme videos you would see online and uh, all the media you consume. So stereotypes are just a part of the truth, a small part of the truth which distorts the whole truth. Because a part of the truth isn't the truth at all. A part of the truth could even be worse than lies, because there's so much that we don't know that we just end up assuming without ever asking. We think it's the truth because we think we know, but we really don't. If you remember Olivia's interview, she said that we're all just people with different interests and different cultures, and that it's really not that big of a deal. But there's also a dark side, a shadier part of the lalas that we haven't touched yet. The big question: Do lalas really do crime? According to a lala expert, that's Kelvin. Yes and no. That yes, some of them do do crime, but not for the petty or malicious reasons that you might think. And he knows this because the one thing that he really respects about them is how good they are at earning money. So, English-speaking people and some of the very studious Chinese people, one of the ways they think of earning money is I should get a good education, get a good job, then I'll get good pay and get a good life. But sometimes that will be very hard to accomplish and very hard to do, uh, since everyone wants that. But for some of them, um, the Gina and Lala's people, 
uh, where I was drinking when I was like um, meeting these kind of people, the way they they wouldn't focus as much as us at let's say university and stuff, but they still of course focus on money. So they would think of a lot of ways to earn money, uh, entrepreneurial ways, which sometimes might not be that. In some ways, it would consider be considered illegal. It would be illegal. Some of them, the worst ones are of course selling drugs, but the not so bad ones are some that are like, um, let's say vaping and all these like, electric, uh, cigarettes are very popular. My favorite thing about Kelvin is that he tells me every detail. It helps me paint a picture of what they do and how they do them. Maybe he should be the host of this podcast. Even though they are not, let's say they're not going to university to study about business, but they know how to do business very, very well. And that kind of surprised me very well. Since you could tell that they are very rich, but in a different sense that I am working, so I'm rich. I am selling all these kind of things so that I am rich. And a lot of these things that surprised me is the way they think about business. So there was this once where uh, my friend has, my friend is in a gang and the boss of the gang kind of asked us to go to this uh, pub to drink. So when we went there, he was promoting his new electric cigarette product. But at first I was thinking, how would you bring into this market since it is so saturated with other brands? So he wanted to bring his own brand into this market. So I was thinking it might be impossible. But my friend uh, told me it is good to go and see how others like um, operate their businesses and bring into the market. So when I went, he told us that he was doing this promotion where people can trade in their um, their old e-cigarettes, which are of a different brand to them. It, because their brand is has better flavors, is more reliable, and has a lot of better features, but I'll trade in for you for free. But since I trade in for you for free, in the end, you have to buy the refills from me. So they eventually, they just cut out other competitors. So they are the only ones left. So when I thought of that, I, I told myself, I have never thought of that in my life. And it was surprising to me that he thought of that because these people didn't study business. These people didn't go to like university and stuff, but they are so smart in the sense of business in a sense that we um, would not think about. This story is pretty harmless and it doesn't sound very illegal. I mean, I too have vaped once, but not all their money-making activities are like this. You know, like touching the edge of taboo, but not really hurting anyone. But some of them do do things that hurt people. He tells me about this person that he knows of, a friend of a friend went to Vietnam to do scam calls. He said when he was doing it that he feared for his life every day because he had to hide in the house because if he left, he would risk getting caught. He earned a lot of money doing that, like a few hundred K, and he's only 25. But he said that he feels bad for doing it because he took money from a teacher once who was saving up to pay for a kid's hospital bills. He said he feels guilty for doing that to someone vulnerable. But he did it anyway. And I don't want to judge. But I don't know how I can't. I can't understand 
how a few hundred K was worth risking your own life. How it was worth someone else's life. A kid's life. And this is the life for some lalas who do do crime. I don't think I could ever do it. Because that's such a painful and dangerous life to live. But this is worth it for some of them. Because there are risks. They know there are risks. Just like um, selling all these like, um, you know Lotto, but theirs is the fake ones, not the legal ones. So a lot of these things, you always have to live in the sense of fear, you know? So when you go through roadblocks, they have to throw their phone out sometimes just so they don't get checked. Or like, let's say you have drugs in the trunk or drugs in your pocket, you have to throw it out. Or you have to just get out of the car and start running. Because if you get caught, your life is over. But since they are not, let's say they are, they don't have a wealthy father or mother to rely on. And this is a way, honestly, it's a very easy way for them to get rich. And so they would rather do it than just work a nine to five where you can never move up the ladder as much as others. Since you do not have um, a university degree or a lot of all these other other opportunities as others have. So it's true. There is this dark side that some Lalas do do things that aren't ethically or morally best. But I don't think that that really explains why they are judged so harshly or why they are looked down upon all the time. Because I think that there's definitely a double standard that we apply to them. I mean, like, because I vaped, I occasionally partake in the scandalous act of swearing. And I'm gonna dye my hair soon. But I know that when I do, people aren't gonna look at me and think, You see this girl? So lala. And that's just because I speak English. Or maybe they do, I don't know. Maybe they're thinking, look at this stupid banana. But it doesn't really change the fact that the title of banana doesn't really come with its own set of stereotypes. But Lala does. Is this the price I have to pay to become Chinese enough? Not to say that being a Lala is like the standard of being the most Chinese of Chinese you can be. But knowing Mandarin and Chinese popular culture brings forward judgment and consequences, even from your own community, that are so, so much bigger than my banana burden. Lala's and China's, Lala's especially, are held to so much harsher standard than bananas are. And that's really unfair. That these stereotypes define who we are for us and maybe to each other. But based on what I learned from Olivia and Kelvin, Chinese people don't give a shit. They just focus on the people they care about and their own relationships. Like, who cares about what other people think as long as they keep the people that matter close to them? And I think that that's something a lot of bananas need to learn from. 
Remember how I said I wanted to make a Lala or China friend? I wanted to know if a banana like me could ever be friends with Kelvin's Lala friends. I would say no. Well, shit. Uh, I would say no because I understand your personality. But I understand their personality as well. And I feel like you guys would not uh, mix that well. It's not because of you, but him, they are not as... I would say not as sociable, but they are... They find it kind of hard to interact with bananas. So Calvin is useless to me now. But that's okay. Because turns out, I've always had China friends. I just never realized because they all spoke to me in English. Because people are more than just the languages they speak. And no one is just the boxes or stereotypes that you put them in. Olivia and Calvin both say that there's not a lot of obstacles which keep us from getting to know each other as long as you keep an open mind. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that not speaking Mandarin it's a pretty big obstacle, but that doesn't mean that it's a problem. Because if you really want to get to know someone, they would accommodate you. Like how my friends have accommodated me. So maybe it's time I do the same in return. The Chinese community and Chinese people don't feel so daunting anymore. After all, they're just people. Not quite like me. But that's the whole point. On the next episode, we're going to talk about poor Chinese people. And how I didn't know they actually existed. Thank you to the dedicated Banana Skin team. Jude, our co-writer and audio engineer. Justine, our graphic designer and social media manager. Joshua, our website manager and PR, our friends Olivia, Calvin, Solomon and Adrian, Mr. Ford, and the five keys for our opening. This has been Zian, your banana for this podcast. Peel you later! It's like calling a white boy Chad. It's like calling a Malay guy, Ali. Oh, a, a heart, what? A heart is Sunday. What am I talking about?